Good morning, everyone. It's great to have all of you here today, and it's also great to have you guys joining with us online. Well, I thought and prayed long and hard about what I would say for my last service today, and I thought it was only appropriate to give you um, a further insight into who I really am. I know you've heard about my practical jokes, um, but I'm not quite sure you've realised uh, the extent to which I'm prepared to go. Uh, I mean, I've spread sardines and sardine juice in Paul's office and on his chair. Um, I know. I've scattered glitter throughout Ian Smith's office, and, uh, which means he's not going to forget me for a very long time because there's no way he's going to get rid of it all. But those are mild compared to some of the practical jokes that I've played on other friends. I've found that itching powder in undies and bathers <laughs> can be incredibly effective. And I think one of my greatest achievements was when I made chocolate mousse and put laxettes in it <laughs> and gave it to my friends. So there's more, but I could go on and on about that part of me, but I don't want you to completely, completely wreck your impression of me by going further with that. So now I'd like to share with you the very best part of me, and that's my relationship with my wonderful and my faithful God. You know, at the end of the day, we can only tell our own story and what we know to be true. And that's what I want to do today. I've already shared so much of my story with you over the years about what my life was like before I met Jesus, the time that I turned away from him for three years, the things I've been and done that I so much regret. But my story today is all about God and all he has done for me and all he means to me. And if you don't know God or you've drifted away from him, my prayer is that my story will speak to your heart today. Please join with me as we pray. Father God, I pray that we be very aware of the presence of your spirit within us, both here and with those watching online. I pray we'll be open to hear all you want to say to us. And I ask this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. I wonder, like me, whether there's been times you've questioned what life is all about. Maybe you felt like there's something missing in your life and you just don't know what it is. And I know that's how I felt before I met Jesus. But Jesus himself summed up what life's all about when he said we're to love the Lord our God with all our heart and with all our soul and with all our mind and with all our strength and to love our neighbour as ourself. And although I do love God with all my heart, I still mess up and I still sometimes focus on things other than God. And I find my relationship with God isn't always easy. 
And I find that it doesn't always get me popularity votes either. It's interesting sometimes when Glenn and I go to social functions and people I don't know come up to me and say, oh, what do you do? And when I say, oh, I'm a pastor in a church, it's amazing how quickly they see someone over there that they have to go and talk to. And it's no mistake that Jesus says we're to love God first and to then love others. You see, we can't love God and not love others. And we can't love people in the selfless way that God loves unless we know how much God loves us first. I don't know about you, but I find it really easy to love those who like me and who accept me. But only God's love within me enables me to love those who are different from me, those who are difficult to love, even those who hurt us. When we try to love others with our own human love, at its best, our human love will at times disappoint and it will let us down. So, Jesus says to love our neighbour as ourselves. So who are these neighbours that Jesus is talking about? Well, it's every single person that God brings into our lives. And it's about bringing the love and the acceptance and the care of Jesus to whoever we're with, wherever we are, and whatever we're doing. So it's our family and our friends. It is those neighbours who live around us. It's those we play sport with or we work with. It's the people who serve us in the shops. It's everyone we come into contact with. I'd love to be able to say that uh, I show Jesus' love all the time uh, to people around me. I want to, but I don't always do that. Because the thing is, it's so easy to get caught up in the things of the world. And it's so easy to focus on ourselves rather than to focus on others. That's why we always need to come back to our relationship with God and who he is. God promises us in Jeremiah 29... You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And I know I have to regularly come back to this verse. I can be quite an anxious person and I really like to be able to fix things that aren't going the way that I would like them to. Anyone else relate to that? You really like to be able to fix things. But as I come back to seeking God with all my heart, I find again and again that he reminds me how much he loves me. And no matter what's going on around me, he only wants the best for me. He reminds me that I'm his precious daughter and he's my heavenly dad. And it's from his love that I am able to focus on and to love others. 
Some years ago, I read an article in a Christian magazine about a woman reflecting on her relationship with God. And these reflections really spoke to my heart. When this woman was a child, she was taught that God loves you and cares for you. As an adult, she started attending a Bible study where she was taught the right way to approach God. Three years later, this is what she wrote in her journal. Father, do you remember long ago when I used to sit at your feet and lay my head on your lap? I would cry when I was hurt and you would put your warm, strong hands on my head and stroke my hair. You never told me to stop my tears. You were never too busy. You never even had to speak your love. I just knew it. I knew that you cared for me. Remember when I would stop in the middle of the playground and I would ask you a question? And sometimes I'd wait for the answer, other times I wouldn't. But I always knew you were there. I knew you always loved me just for who I was. It was so easy then, Father, because I never imagined that I would have to prepare myself to talk to you. I never knew there was a proper way to approach you. You were just my daddy, my Abba. I could curl up on your lap whenever I wanted to. You see, I never understood there were certain rules involved in talking to you. I listened to those who taught the rules and I learned them well. But do you know what, Father? I miss you. I want to put my head on your lap again and feel your hug. Yes, I know you're holy and seated on a majestic throne. But couldn't I just burst into the throne room when I want to share something exciting? I can impress people with how well I know the rule book. But I don't want that, Father. I want you. I just want to be your daughter again. Do you hear that story and think, is this what God is really like? Can I really come to him with the innocence and the trust of a child? Well, the Apostle Paul tells us, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Paul tells us we can come to God as his dearly loved children because that's who we are. Knowing God's word is really important so that we know who he is, we know what he's saying to us, and we know how we're to live. But we can get so wrapped up in our head knowledge and the do's and don'ts of religion that we can lose sight of God's amazing love for us and our relationship with him. Yes, God is the holy and righteous Lord God Almighty. But he's also our Father. And he wants us to understand that that's the kind of relationship 
that he longs to have with us. He is our Abba Father. And there's something precious and distinctive about this word Abba. There's a tenderness. There's a sense of intimacy, which is captured so much better in our English word Daddy. The image of a small child upon their daddy's lap. That's us with our Abba. A father so full of love for us that he'd sacrifice his only son for our salvation. That's our Abba. Jesus came to show what God is like. And in his greatest moment of need, as he faced suffering and death, he cried out, Abba, Father. And this is how God wants us to know him as well. As I head into this new season of my life with Jesus, I'm going to take a six-month sabbatical from committing to anything. I'm going to spend time with God and seek him and see who he wants me to be and what he wants me to do in this next season. Glenn and I will still be very much a part of our church family here at New Peninsula and you'll still see us here with you on a Sunday morning. But in Romans 12, the Apostle Paul speaks of offering our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, this being our spiritual act of worship. Being together here on a Sunday morning, worshipping God together, is so important and it's so great. But Paul's not talking here about what we do on a Sunday morning for an hour or so. Paul's saying living for God is a way of living every day, whoever we're with, whatever we're doing, and we're wherever we are. I don't truly live my life for God if I stand up here and say all the right words, if I'm loving and caring and smiley here at church and then I become the dragon lady at home with my family, although I have definitely had those moments as well. Wherever we are, whatever we're doing, there are people to be loved and supported and cared for in the name of Jesus. And I'm looking forward to seeing who God is going to bring into my life in this next season. I know it will be many who are already there, but I also believe he has new adventures ahead. And the good news is God never expects us to live for him on our own. He gives us each other to encourage and pray for each other. And he never expects us to live for him in our own strength and power. Instead, he offers us his unlimited and inexhaustible power and wisdom and love. I actually chose the songs 
that we sang today, as they told so much of my story with God. And as you've sung them, I hope you've heard who God is and who you are to him. And all that we've sung, I know with all of my heart to be true. So does that mean I'm never going to struggle and I'm never going to have any difficulties in my life? No. But what it does mean is I know my God loves me and no matter what happens in my life, he will carry me through. As we've sung today in our songs, God is my father and I know he is good all the time. Jesus is God's son and I have God's Holy Spirit living within me. Jesus died for me and all that I have ever done wrong and will do wrong in my life. And believe me, there's quite a collection there. And I still, to this day, ask myself, who am I that the highest king would welcome me? I know how lost and broken I was, but God welcomed me with his amazing love and grace. Jesus did come back to life again, and I know that after my earthly death, I will come back to life again to live forever with Jesus because of my faith in him. Jesus Christ has set me free. And I am a dearly loved child of God. I am who he says I am. You are who he says you are. My husband, Glenn, and I were talking about how we came to accept Jesus into our lives. And Glenn's not an emotional, excitable person like I am. He's a steady sort of guy there. And Glenn said for him, he knew that Jesus had died for him and he wanted to do his best to live for Jesus. So he just said, Jesus, will you come into my life? That was it. Sounds simple, doesn't it? And it is. And believe me, once you invite Jesus into your life, you will know it's the best and most important thing that you could ever do. As we finish our message today, I want to invite you to close your eyes and bow your head and your heart as you reflect with me on who God is. And it's my prayer as you listen to who our God is that you will want to know him and love him as he knows and loves you. He is the first and last, the beginning and the end. He is the keeper of creation and the creator of all. He always was, he always is, and he always will be. Unmoved, unchanged, undefeated and never undone.
He was dead and brought life. He is risen and brings power. He reigns and brings peace. He is light, love and Lord. He is goodness, kindness, gentleness and God. He is holy, righteous, mighty, powerful and pure. And his mind is on you. He is your redeemer. He is your saviour. He is your guide and he is your peace. He is your joy. He is your comfort. He so much wants a relationship with you. He will never leave you, never forsake you, never forget you, never overlook you. When you fall, he lifts you up. When you are weak, he is strong. When you are lost, he is the way. When you face trials, he is with you. When you face problems and loss, he comforts you. When you face death, he carries you home. He is everything for everybody, everywhere, every time and in every way. He is God. He is faithful. You are his and he is yours. Amen.